and running on a Tuesday evening, live from the Circus Sportsbook. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Tim Murray and Dan Leach, the pride of Detroit, Michigan, in the house. Gotta rub the Motor City, my man. You and Kid Rock. Yes. Yeah, well, maybe not Kid Rock. Maybe some others. <laughs> Aretha, the great, late, great Aretha Franklin. Yeah, okay, well, that, that's probably better. Yeah, I, that is my... Uh, uh, negligence on uh, on this great city of Detroit, but it's good to have you in studio. Great to be here, my man. And you're going to be with me the next four nights, and we're putting you to work. We, You're in town, and we said, Dan, you're going to work. Six straight days, you're going to be in this studio. Yeah, I just kind of, you know, I hitchhiked here. I, someone saw me on the side of the road, like, you know what? Just work with Tim for the next four days. <laughs> so you're stuck with me. It's going to be great, though. That's, that's that's what I've come to now. It's, you know, uh Whoever's on the side of the road, we'll just we'll take them. I mean, this guy looks enough. like he's talented. Let's give him a yeah, shot. Prop him up for him. But no, I'm fired up. Uh, worked uh, for many years in 97, won the ticket there in Detroit. So we're going to have some fun. Uh, and he is a Michigan fan. Uh, I am the blue and gold through and through. But I am the classic Subway Domer because, of course, I didn't go to Notre Dame, Dan. There's no, you asked me. Uh, I picked him up on the way here, and Dan asked me. He saw the, the Notre Dame emblem on the back of my car. He said, oh, you're a Golden Domer. I said, well, my dad is. I am my the, proxy. I am the classic. I was not nearly smart enough to get in there, but I've just taking the fandom to a new level. So, that I mean, that's that's the true Notre Dame fan. We right had there. some fun uh, rehashing some of the, the, the brutal yes. losses I've been at oh, yeah. that ridiculous great stadium of yours and some great wins for the Wolverines. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure at some point over the next four nights we'll uh, somehow get into a slugfest talking about the – but I, I feel like from what I've gathered already, you and I are very similar in that we we recognize the pains of the of the losses a little bit more and, and respect – and and tip the cap, you know. You know what you said. We were joking about, um, you know, playoff appearances. Michigan State's been yeah. one. Notre Dame's been a two. You know, and they've gotten their butts whipped in, in all three of those appearances. But they've been there. And I'm sure Michigan fans, not all of them are like you. Some would say, "Yeah, you got killed." You're like, "But you've been there." Yeah, I'd rather have loved. You know the old adage. I'd rather have loved and lost than sure. you know not loved at all. But. Right now, Michigan doesn't, the GPS doesn't work. They don't even know how to get to Indianapolis. So let's, <laughs> let's worry about that first. Then we'll talk play, playoffs. So at some point, I promise, uh, we'll talk some college football. We'll look ahead at, at some point. But uh, we got some big NBA games tonight. And, you know, last night when we were thinking about Knicks and Lakers, we were of the belief that LeBron would be returning tonight. Uh, he is going to rest up one more night. To me, that's pretty much indication. Now, the Lakers would never say this, Dan. But it is going to be an uphill battle for them to get to the number six seed. I think they're of the understanding we're going to be the, the seventh seed here. Let's not rush it. Let's have LeBron ease them back in these final three games of the regular season against Houston, Indiana, New Orleans, and then he's full go for the postseason. Yeah, and you, you look at this this Lakers team, and I know we were talking. There was, you know, we saw some odds like 0.7 percent chance. Of the oh Lakers. yeah, basketball reference. Yeah, yeah gotta love that. But this is a Lakers team that, if they're healthy, I mean, seven seed is what you don't want as a defending champion. Sure. But if they're healthy, Tim, and you got Anthony Davis going off with you know thirty-five and ten and fifteen, whatever it is uh, that he could do on a nightly basis, and you got LeBron healthy, they can make a run. I mean, we saw it last year in a, in a very weird COVID you know bubble situation. But I, I've I've been kind of off the Lakers bandwagon all year. I just don't th- I don't think they have. And LeBron being hurt doesn't doesn't help. But I just I don't think they have what it's going to take to run through that Western Conference. 
Yeah, and that's I want to I want to table that conversation because I tend to agree. You know, sometimes you see in sports that it's just not your year. And now, could they ultimately win it all? Absolutely. Well, they're they good have, enough. They have LeBron James. They have Anthony Davis, as we saw last year. That's plenty. And when you have you know Contavious Caldwell Pope hitting some threes, but uh, I, I tend to agree. Um, but and as the odds indicate, um, they're still going to be the favorite in the Western Conference, which is hard to 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 stomach. That said. The Lakers playing the Suns in all likelihood in that first round is going is a is a mismatch nightmare for the Phoenix Suns. Total mismatch nightmare, and and I, and I love the Suns. They have a so huge I. upside. Booker's great. That's a team that really could make a move, but that is a matchup nightmare. That's where the Lakers could really get a chance to do something that they maybe don't even deserve. And Phoenix is about to tip off against the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors trying to hold on to that nine spot in the Western Conference. They are getting four and a half. How about we get this show rolling? Right now. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Big show planned. Of course, Dan Leach, the pride and joy of Detroit, the Motor City. Now, I always, I am from D.C. A lot of the, friends from D.C. The D.C. area. Now, I didn't. You know, I didn't grow up in the in the, in the city limits. I grew up in the suburbs. Uh, did you grow up in the in the city limits of Detroit? Outside, where where whereabouts in the, the mean streets of Detroit? No, uh, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people left the actual city sure. proper. Still have a lot of friends that live there, but I grew up in a suburb called Farmington Hills, about twenty minutes or so away from Detroit. But you know, it's always been such an important. I've lived everywhere: Costa Rica, you know, Atlanta, California, New Hampshire. I always wanted to go back there. It's my place, so you know Detroit's got a huge part of my heart, no matter where I'm at. That, that is quite the list. I, I got more for right, you too. Hold on, Costa Rica. Now we talked about that. Oh now, yes, that, that, was, make, that was a day. That makes sense. Uh, by the way, I was in Costa Rica when the world shut down. Uh, I was. It's not a bad place to be. Yeah, I was in Costa. Rica. I was place. flying back the night that Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID. So that was uh, that was something. Yeah, the world sports shut down. <laughs> Atlanta, okay, Atlanta's a pretty big city, and then you just drop it. Yeah, New Hampshire. Sure. You know, you would have been conquered. Wolf Fur, Lakewood of Asaki. What about Bob? <laughs> Baby steps. I've been everywhere. Big UNH guy. He was on Chip Kelly's staff back in the day. You <laughs> know? UNH guy. Yeah. Uh, love <laughs> um, uh, a couple more games just to hit on real quickly in the, uh, in the world of the NBA. I mentioned it briefly. Phoenix and Golden State. Golden State getting four and a half at home against the Phoenix Suns. And, uh, man, it, it's been a joy to watch Steph Curry and his over-under tonight, as you see on the screen, 35 and a half. And it's hard to go. It's like, it's, it's like the rise, not to the, to the uh, extent of, of what we've seen with Russell Westbrook with triple doubles, right. Dan, uh, where it was minus $4 yesterday for him to get a triple double, which is just crazy in its own right. That said, Steph Curry's not at this level where, you know, he only hit three threes last night. He's still got 36 points. Really hot take here. The guy's the greatest shooter ever. Oh, and it's not like even a you question. said, Tim, there's certain players, and he makes it easy because he's such a joyous guy and he's so fun to watch, but certain players are just more than what, you know, an athlete. And he is just an incredible, incredible shooter, but he brings so much joy to the game that, you know, even if you're not a Warriors fan, it's tough not to like them, it's tough not to like him. Yeah, that's a crazy. That's a crazy player. That's a crazy total. It is, and uh, his threes are gonna. It's six and a half, and and that's what it has been for quite some time. So we, you know, we always like to keep tabs on those. Devin Booker, twenty-seven and a half. 
Uh, and Chris Paul, 16 and a half, nine and a half assists tonight. So it should be a fun game tonight. Suns uh, laying the four and a half. Quickly going back to the Lakers game before it tips off. You know, this is one that opened five and a half. Lakers favored because of, uh, obviously, the anticipation of LeBron coming back, right. what they did on Sunday with AD dropping 42. And I looked at that number, and the Knicks have been a team that have really been covering uh, especially cover well. Monster. Um, as I flip through my notes and I try to find my right numbers that I uh, that I had on the here we go. Ten and four as a dog in April. Twenty-two and thirteen ATS this year. ATS on the road, and they've been first half covering machines. So I'm curious to see if this co- uh, comes home tonight. The Knicks. They are eighteen six and one against the spread as a road dog in the first half this year and tonight they are catching a point and a half against the Lakers. Yeah, they uh they're a team that's won me a lot of money and, and it's as yeah. a lifelong Pistons fan this is going to upset some of my my Pistons friends but I this Knicks team I love them. And for for so long they have failed, they have underachieved. You know, they come in 7 and 3 in their last 10 and you mentioned the road numbers there. Uh I just this this Knicks team could actually be special for once for the first time in a long Long time. It's been decades since obviously they won a title, a la Willis Reed and all that great stuff. But I, I think this is a great spot for them. And you mentioned obviously with no LeBron, I, I, I take the Knicks plus the points. I think they're going to win this game outright. Yeah, I took it. Uh, I did. I played. Uh, now I was kicking myself earlier today because I, I stared at the five and a half, yeah. and I was like, ah. And then the news comes out from Woj, and I immediately get on the app, and it was too late. They had already pulled it down. I, I did. That's take the a, worst. I did take a bite at the three. Now we talked about it last night. Jeff and I did about Miami and Boston. Uh, Miami's going to, right now, you would think, going to get the win and the cover against the Boston Celtics. So I played Miami on the money line tonight against Boston. Miami's been playing much better. Boston is, you know, I I know people are going to overreact, I think, to the Jalen Brown loss. I just think this Boston team doesn't have it this year. No, they don't. To what you've said, to what you said briefly about the Lakers, now the Lakers aren't the Celtics. The Lakers have a legitimate shot to win a championship again because they have LeBron, assuming health, and AD. This Celtics team, something seems off this year. Obviously, you throw in the Jalen Brown injury. Uh, they're in trouble, man. Well, like I mentioned, you know, a team like the Knicks, they feel like they've got something. they got something special. Right? Even, even like you mentioned the Suns being a matchup nightmare, uh, the Lakers for them. But the Suns kind of have that thing. And when it comes down to a team, you know, that really has not been there in the past, uh, the Jalen Brown injury hurts you. But to talk about Miami for a second, Miami, they're, they're an enigma at times. Mm-hmm. Games that they should win, they're getting blown out. Other games where you think they don't have as much of a chance, they, they, they play really well. That's a team that's very interesting to me. That I think is built, and obviously they were in the finals last year, but in, in this kind of you know newer, non-bubble you know bubble year, that's a team that I want to see what they can do in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and right now, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks winning, uh, something to keep a very close eye on is this jockeying for position for the two and three seed yep. in the Eastern Conference. Last night, Brooklyn, or excuse me, uh, um, the Milwaukee Bucks getting hammered by the San Antonio Spurs, Dan, was stunning to see them lose that game in that fashion. And now the driver's seat belongs to Brooklyn. Now remember this, the Brooklyn Nets, and uh, the, when they just got swept by Milwaukee in yep. that weekend series, now the, the head-to-head tiebreak goes to Milwaukee. So if they end with the same record, but you look at what Brooklyn has left on their schedule, it is... It is slim pickings, and they've got a real opportunity, the Nets do, to grab that two seed. And why that's so uh, scary, if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, who are up by 11 right now at the half against the Orlando Magic, Dan, is 
They might have to play the Miami Heat, who are right. red hot right now. Then we'll get into the, the scenarios with Atlanta and New York and, and the five, four, and six seeds there. Um, but if you're if you're Milwaukee, man, you you do not want to have to face that team, that that bugaboo that no. is the Miami Heat. And, yeah, and, and, and listen, you know, the, the Bucs are another one of those teams that have all the talent in the world that can do great things and win a title, but they've failed in the last several years. And you don't want to get tripped up early in a playoff year, especially, you know, with the, how the, the playing's going to work this year and, and, and all the different ways that the NBA playoffs are not the way they've been in, in previous years. That could be a real problem for them. Yeah, so for Brooklyn, Brooklyn right now has a, a, a half game, or sorry, a game lead. They're both in action tonight. Uh, Brooklyn yeah, taking, a, 17 taking right on now. Chicago. So Brooklyn's going to take care of business here as they lead 109 to 101. Uh, on the Bulls, and uh, the Bucks are up on the Orlando Magic. But like I mentioned, last night losing to San Antonio really put the Bucks in a tricky spot because the remainder of the season for Brooklyn, home against San Antonio, I guess we never know because they dropped you know 146 last night on the Bucks. Then you get Chicago and you get Cleveland, a team in Chicago that they're beating tonight. They don't care about this season. So if Brooklyn really tries in these final three games all at home, they're going to lock up that two-seed and keep Milwaukee away, and now Milwaukee might have to face a team like Miami in the first round who's trending in the right direction, a team that, as you mentioned, went to the finals last year, dealt with a ton of COVID issues earlier, and now, I mean, Jimmy Butler quietly is probably a second All-NBA team, uh, second All-NBA player this year. Yeah, and the Heat, the Heat seven and three in their last ten. As you mentioned, they're kind of rising up there. That is not, if you're the Pucks, with the struggles they've had when they've had the chance to do something special in recent years, you don't want to start with a team like Miami. That's the last thing you want. Yeah, so uh, I do want to take a look uh, quickly at it. It's fascinating to look at all these scenarios. So Miami wins tonight, so they now improve to 38-31. and 31. Atlanta off tonight. They get Washington tomorrow, and then the Knicks are playing the Lakers. If the Knicks lose tonight, you're looking at, all three teams, Dan, being 38 and 31 yep. in the final three game stretch. Now, Miami has a daunting schedule. Big win tonight on the road at Boston. Then they're at their home to Philadelphia, at Milwaukee. And then, you know, they face Detroit to close out the year. And they're, they're, those Pistons are so tough. I mean, right yeah. There. I mean, Isaiah, Bill Lambeer, I mean, it's Dubars, Sheed, I mean, Chuck Nevin. <laughs> uh, so Miami is, is in a. Is, is in a precarious spot. Atlanta, Washington, Orlando, and Houston, and they just beat Washington. Washington without Bradley Beal again, even though that yeah. game came down to the wire yesterday. And then you look at the Knicks. They got the the Lakers tonight. They're wrapping up a six-game West Coast trip tonight. They finished San Antonio, Charlotte, and Boston. The Knicks are unbeaten this year against Atlanta, so they own the head-to-head against Atlanta if they were to be tied. But then they were winless against Miami. So it's 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 all it's fascinating. It's all teams. jumbled in there. Um, you know, we showed the odds for the other day from Basketball Reference who will grab which seed. I mean, you would have to think that Miami, because of the schedule, would likely be the favorite to fall in that sixth seed because of Atlanta. Atlanta will be a favorite in their final three games this year. They're home all three. They play Washington, Orlando, and Houston. And then the Knicks with the Lakers tonight where they're a dog. San Antonio, they'll be, a, I think, a slight favorite. Charlotte, and then they'll probably be a favorite to close out the season against Boston as well. The Knicks will. But as you see those yeah. odds right there, now Miami did win tonight, so there might be a, sl- a slight tweak to this. Uh, but in all likelihood, Miami might be landing on that sixth seed, which the Bucks just 
cannot be happy about. No, and like listen, that's a fascinating kind of three team job there. But I, if you were giving me a, a choice of those three teams and who has the best chance of the four, I mean, I agree with the the probabilities of the sixty percent. Uh, with the Knicks as the four seed, but you can see any one of those three teams be the four, the five, or the six, and it's going to be fascinating to see what happens in these final three games. But like I mentioned earlier, the Knicks are that team that I just think has some has that special it factor right now, and the way they're kind of playing, you know, synergetic. It just seems like that's that's going to be a very interesting team to watch in the playoffs. Well, I want to bring up some odds for the Philadelphia 76ers because I have a future on the Sixers. I just placed it the other day okay. for them to win the Eastern Conference at plus 355 here at Circa. And the, the reason why is this. We just talked about it. Miami looks destined for the sixth seed. Miami, in my opinion, between the Knicks, the Hawks, and Miami, I think they're the most dangerous team out of those three. Miami would be on the other side of the bracket. Sure. So if you're Philadelphia, you're likely getting, you know, in that first round, uh, the Wizards, who, yeah, they're not, they won't be fun, but come on. I mean, the Sixers are going to, in a seven-game series, the Wizards, I don't think Seven, have Russell enough. Westbrook, double, double, yeah, triple-doubles? Yeah, I mean, you know, like we saw last night, look, Russell Westbrook had a triple-double, broke the all-time record, but what had happened at the end of the game, instead of going the hole, he pulled up from three, yep. clanked it, they lose, they cover, uh, I love Russell Westbrook's competitiveness, but I've, what I've always said is you're never going to win anything of importance if he's one of your main guys. So for the Sixers, with these odds here from BetMGM, I, I like the plus 400 for them to lose in the NBA Finals for twofold. I like the way that they're, it looks like their bracket's going to break out, break yep. down, right? You're, you're probably going to play a team like the Wizards in the first round. Then you either get the, the Hawks or the Knicks, and then you likely will get the winner of Nets and Bucks. And that series, we've been talking about the past couple of days, Dan, is going to be an absolute war because the Nets are allergic to defense. Yep. They won't be able to slow down Giannis, as we saw a couple weekends ago. Conversely, the Nets are maybe the most prolific offensive team we've ever seen in the history of the game. So that series, to me, has six, seven games written all oh, over and it. And that's why I think the Sixers are in a pretty decent spot to have some gas left in the tank sure. and getting one of those teams coming off of what could be just a hell of a series. That series will be a battle every night. And listen, preseason, I was I was Nets Clippers with the Nets winning the title. And th- that there's something about that Philly team, though. I mean, I wish I could have gone back, maybe, because the Nets have obviously had their injury issues. But I, you know, that that would be an absolute war to see Philly and the Nets go at each other, and and I just feel like, you know, right now I probably fa- the the Nets have had so many injury issues, and so, you know when you have a you need cohesion to win a title, yeah, and that's they're they're so disjointed at times, and obviously they're you know when Harden's out and back in and Durant's out and back in, you, you they've found ways to win certain games. And that was actually that line went from six and a half down to four and a half against the Bulls tonight for whatever reason, and they they took care of business as you mentioned, but the Sixers are just built. To win that Easter Conference, I know you got them losing in the finals, but to, to get to the finals, I feel I feel very good about. I don't necessarily. I mean, yeah, for this particular, if I had to play something on the odds we showed, I would pick them to lose the NBA Finals. But at eight to one, I, I think them to win the NBA Finals isn't crazy. It's still a great value, and, and to win the Western Conference at plus three or Eastern Conference at plus three fifty five was, which is what I, I looked at. Yeah, for the Nets, um, Kevin Durant. When healthy, he's the most talented player, wow. in my opinion, in the world. He's I mean, incredible. He's a freak of nature. He's seven foot, can handle like a yeah. guard. Has, Shoot from has anywhere. Short, but, you know, go back to Philadelphia. Joel Embiid, who's stopping him? No one can stop him. Nope. Well, and, and, and you could say who's going to stop uh, Kevin uh, Durant. True. 
And yeah, they, but a beat's a different beast. Uh, yeah, I, I just I look at that, and and once again, them having some uh, gas left, and and I am not a hundred percent convinced because it it feels like Dan, what we've done, we've done this so often in sports, we've completely written off the Bucks. What they yeah, they've let us down the last two years. <laughs> get out of my face. That's the way I feel. About you it. guys, you guys stink. You guys can't get it done. Acquisition of Drew Holiday was big. Now, JVT, our senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, will point out, rightfully so, they're terrible at the perimeter defensively. They're like 25th in the league and slowing, and slowing down threes. So they're horrendous at that, which is worrisome when you take out a team like Brooklyn. Uh, but It's the opposite. But they, the two series that they have lost, the Bucks in the last two years, against Miami and against Toronto, they found ways to wall off Giannis. I don't know how they're doing it. Uh, with Brooklyn there. I, I just, I don't, I can't see it at this point. So that's, I wouldn't be stunned if the Bucks beat the Nets. I wouldn't either, but like you said, it's, it's been a letdown. They've had so much talent, and the Greek Freak's ridiculous. But there's just not a great trust factor there. I trust the Sixers and the Nets way more right now. It's funny you say, you trust the Nets. We've never seen the Nets. It's a super team. <laughs> like the Pistons in 89. <laughs> We should have a counter. Can we have a counter of Detroit references yeah, all throughout the week? We need that. I'll, I'll do a I'll do a hand count here. That's Dan Leach, the pride of Detroit, Michigan. We'll check up on the Lakers and Knicks. Also, Warriors underway as the nightcap here on Visa. VEASAN brings you the English Premier League BetCast for the Derby match between Chelsea and Arsenal at 3.15 p.m. Eastern. It's presented by BetRiver Sportsbook VEASAN. EPL BetCast is the best way to keep up with soccer betting action live during the matches. Join Nigel Seeley and Harry Simeu as they talk betting during the biggest match of the weekend. If you're new to in-play soccer betting, they'll show you the ropes and, and the smart plays of the day. So, for, so visit vsin.com backslash EPL and tune in at 3.15 Eastern on Wednesday afternoon. vsin.com backslash EPL. Thought I had it there, Dan. I thought that was pretty stumbled. Very well done. Stumbled. That's all right. Now, you got an EPL team? I'm, I'm a little Man City guy. I don't. I, I, uh, I, I don't. I don't do the footy all that much. No footy? No footy. The beautiful game? Yeah, the sweet science. No, that. I, I don't. Uh, but now, congratulations on that team. Uh, I'm sure they're terrific. Yeah, they well, <laughs> they they cost me. They, you're sure they're ter- they're terrific. They cost me a little money uh, the other day against Chelsea, but that's that's for another day. Yeah, and never on this show. Never, never on this show. Uh, there are other shows that you can talk to footy on, uh, but well, no. there's no there's no soccer going on right now. Well, I mean, you could preview tomorrow, I guess. No one cares. But by the way, if you want to bet on soccer. Talk to listen to Nigel Siri and yeah. Emily and and Harry Simeon. They'll tell you what's up. You don't want to listen to some from Ginger from the DC area. I mean, See, look what I did there. I brought it all back full circle for you. Exactly. That's the, the leech touch. One day, thirty minutes in, and he's already a, a company man. Uh, Dan Leach gonna be hanging out with us for the next couple of uh, of days here. He's gonna be on the network for the next uh, week or so. So it's gonna be great. Um, and we got a lot to get to. How about this? We got a line, folks, for a 
NFL game in 2021. Ooh. It's beautiful. We're going to get to that uh, because there was a leak earlier today. We're not a leak. It was a report. We get the full schedule tomorrow. Tomorrow's show is going to be tremendous. Can't wait. Because we're going to have the full schedule. Uh, we'll have some fun with it later on in the show with some predictions. Um, and I've got a real, I've got a real good feeling. You can narrow it down pretty well of who that opening night game will be. Who will the Buccaneers host? So we'll do that a little bit later. But we know that the Rams will be hosting the Bears on Sunday Night Football. That has been reported and I believe confirmed. Um, and we have a line, so we'll get to that uh, in just a little bit. Well, let's get you updated, though, on, uh, on games that are going on as we speak right now. And uh, Milwaukee leading Orlando 71-61. to That one in the third quarter, Milwaukee went off as a 15.5-point favorite. Now, once again, as we hit on quite a bit in that first segment, Brooklyn did win tonight, one by 8 ultimately covered against Chicago. And for Brooklyn, if they win out, they get the two-seed. They're a game up on Milwaukee right now. So Brooklyn controls its own destiny for the two-seed, which would likely be a showdown with the Boston Celtics. I guess you never know with the play-in scenario, but it would likely mean that. We've got Phoenix and Golden State going on right now. Phoenix off to a great start. I didn't play anything on this game. We got a total of 231.5, a total that went up. Uh, Golden State uh, able to win last night as Steph Curry went off. And uh, right now, a good start for the Phoenix Suns. They're leading 32 to 23. And then the Lakers, uh, this is a, a game we will certainly keep an eye on quite a bit here, Dan. I ended up taking three with the New York Knicks. Kind of felt like a square play, so we'll see what happens. But the Lakers lead 9-6 to six right now. Uh, Julius Randle, all six of the Knicks points. And we've seen uh, a three from Wesley Matthews, a three from Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Andre Drummond actually made a free throw. So an early 9-6 lead for the Lakers. Yeah, when I took him for the Knicks at three and a half, and I love it. Not, not a square play at all. It's, it sounds like a cash play to me. And by the <laughs> way, don't listen to my player props, and I'm normally pretty good with that. Uh, I, I like you mentioned the Chris Paul 16 and a half. I like the under here. It's seven points in the first quarter. Not even <laughs> over yet. So don't listen to my player props tonight. But that's that's a fascinating game. Uh, as we talked about the Suns and what they the kind of team they are and, you know, what Aiton and Paul and Booker can do and what that Suns team that's, you know, first time in the playoffs what was it since 2008 or 2010. Uh, that's an interesting team, and I want to see what they can do tonight by the Bay. Yeah, and, and this was a spot where I, uh, I I looked at the Suns a little bit coming off of what was a, a war last night for the uh, for the Warriors. They were up big, yep. and then they lost that lead. Steph hits the big three, finishes the game. They get a 119-116 win. The Suns, you know, this is a team uh, that is trying to get up to the number one seed, and what did they do last? They got, got smacked around by the Lakers. So this looked like a... A nice spot to play the Suns. I ultimately did it, and they're up 11 right now uh, late in the first quarter. You just have to wonder how much is left in the tank for that Golden State Warriors team. Big win last night to try to lock in on that eighth seed to take on the Los Angeles Lakers, most likely in the play-in. That's Dan Leach. I'm Tim Murray. Yes, indeed. Week one leak. We've got a Sunday night football game. And ladies and gentlemen, we got to get a line out there that you can bet on. Rams, Bears, week one. We'll talk about it next right here on the Nightcap. If you missed any of our show today, the last 30 minutes have been, they've been pretty good. 
or any of the VEASAN broadcasts, be sure to check out our free VEASAN podcast. You can catch Follow the Money with Mitch and Pauly, a numbers game, or the Lombardi line on the daily VEASAN Best Bets podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, get PGA Tour betting previews on long shots, the Ron Flatter Racing pod, and get the NBA scoop with our good buddy, JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel with Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting, We've got the pod for it. Find them all for free. VEASAN.com backslash podcast. VEASAN.com backslash podcast. So it is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That is Dan Leach. I am Tim Murray. And uh, driving in, Dan asks, you know, because he's he's used to doing local radio in Detroit. He's done some overnights. And it's very call-driven. Oh, yeah. And you knew that we're, we're not a call-driven. He asked, you know, do you ever read tweets or do anything like that? I said, yeah, if, I mean, if, not that often, but every once in a while. So, you know, for you, I'll read this tweet. He's a handful. That dude kept me awake on the midnight for years. He knows sports and pop culture. Uh-oh. Here comes the butt. Oh. His only downside is he still believes the Detroit Lions are on the rise. He has lost his grip on reality. It's a curse, Tim. <laughs> it's a curse. Uh, I, it's my cross to bear. I am the longest, well, I can't say the longest suffering Lions fan. There's guys older than me that have been suffering more. But I was at the only playoff win. I was at the only playoff win in 60-plus years. Barry Sanders, Silverdome, one of the great buildings in the history of sports. But yeah, that is my that is definitely uh, that's the downfall for me. Well, we will talk some NF uh, NFC North odds coming up. Uh, Don't take the in, lines in ten minutes. Yeah, I would say uh, the Lions. I mean, look, I got friends that put down a bunch of money here on the Lions. They're being crazy. You can get a payout on it, but uh, or it's just a nice donation to the good people here at Circus Sportsbook. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to the NFC North. We've been kind of periodically just uh, meandering through divisions. So I thought with you here. And it's never a bad time to talk about the Packers and what's happening there. So uh, we'll talk about the NFC North here uh, in just a little bit. But earlier today, we received, uh, there was a tweet out there from, let me make sure I get the proper uh, proper due. Got to give the credit. Danny Parkins, there he is, Danny Parkins from 670 to the score in Chicago, tweeted out, week one, Bears open in L.A. Sunday night football against the Rams. And uh, I believe that has been confirmed because the Westgate Superbook has put out a line. Of course they have. Rams minus six and a half, total 43 and a half. And before we get your opinion, I like to give credit where credit's due. Can we get the producer cam on Aaron Oster? Aaron Oster, there he is. Yeah, I got all the producer cam. I mean, he might be leaving us to be a bookmaker. He was texting <laughs> with us. And he said, what do you think? Rams minus six and a half? Sure enough, Rams minus six and a half. So well done, to producer Aaron Oster, the exact tweet uh, text was, what do you think? Rams minus six and a half? Stafford's first game against either a rookie or Dalton. So Rams minus six and a half, total 43 and a half. Uh, where are you on this? Because your guy, yeah. you know, Captain Lion is now a uh, a Ram. So are you going to be pulling for the Rams? What, what's your feeling on the on the Los Angeles yeah, I Rams love, this year? I love that question because like, it's one of those things, you know, like the Patriots fans, are they pulling for Tom Brady? Sure. And if Rodgers goes somewhere, which some people still think is going to happen, I don't, uh, other than Green Bay, what do you do? I'll tell you this. I, and we were talking about this on the way in. I, I, I lost Stafford. I was one of the few Detroit media people that actually was, I think, somewhat fair to him because there was so much hate. He was Easily one of the most divisive athletes in the history of, of, of my city. And just had a play, or what do you say? I mean, I'm, I'm curious. When you said that, I didn't really dive in more, but 
Is it just based on, you know, he'd get hurt? Uh, was it was it anything that he said outwardly about nothing that he well have okay. you ever heard the term stad padford that's a big Detroit <laughs> that's term pretty good and it was yeah I mean I like that. and I th- I think it's ridiculous but he was you know after getting hurt if you remember that mic'd up game early in his career against the Browns that famous moment where he's like put me out there and you know he was one of the most durable quarterbacks in the NFL for almost ten years so it wasn't injuries obviously he got hurt the last couple of years in the back the the back issues and all that kind of stuff the bone issues. But it was more just the fact that this is an overall number one. You know, the Lions kept changing coordinators, kept bringing in different receivers, and they didn't really have a ton of running backs. I mean, he had, what, 800-yard rushers in his entire career. And I, I know one year later, he had about 800-yard rushing games. It was the fact that he never won a playoff game. I mean, he went a few times. He, had a, he looked great in the early uh, you know, stages of that Dallas game with the Brandon Pettigrew you know, flag when they picked it up. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started on that. Uh, I know we have the Detroit reference bell, so that's like six and a half already. But I'll tell you this. I did tee you up on this one. So, you, you know, I, I think the uh, the Detroit and Michigan references, it's going to be unsolicited. So I teed you up on this one. We're talking Rams. I like it. We're talking Rams, Bears. And, and how can you talk Rams, Bears without getting the lowdown with, uh, with sure. the, the Stafford man over here? But it's one of those things where I think that it was very, he was one of the least of the Lions problems. Obviously, it was on him. I was remember. I remember he was doing the post game for the game that he got benched against Arizona, and I, I looked up these numbers. There was like very few quarterbacks in the history of the, the NFL in the modern era that were former overall number one picks that got benched and never made it back. So he made it back, and there's very few that can throw the way he does. You know, I know that he's got some some thick hollow stats towards the end of games when the lines were getting killed, but I would take. I know that a couple years ago. There was a bunch of GMs, like I think they, they talked to all the different GMs in the NFL, and 20 of them said they take Stafford in a heartbeat. He's a great quarterback. He's a great leader. Yeah. He's in that building in Detroit, whether they were obviously in the playoffs or not, in January, working with his receivers, working out, you know, throwing the ball. The Rams, it was the right move for the Lions. They had to, I mean, as big of a Stafford guy as I am, they had to move on. But it was the, they're getting a great quarterback. They got tons of weapons in LA. And I like the Rams minus that six and a half. I take I, Aaron told me he had a bag of money. He already put down on it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he uh, he did. He, it's Smart not, play by Aaron. Um, I I actually I, I don't love the side. If I had to play it, I'd probably look Rams. I like to like the under. Uh, you know, the Rams are the number one defense in the NFL last yep. year. They bring back Leonard Floyd, which was a surprise, right? We knew. And and why this game intrigues me, and why I would lean towards the Rams. My worry about the Rams long-term this year is that depth. What, what, what happened with them when they lose Aaron Donald against sure. the Packers? They fall apart. You know They're so razor-thin depth-wise because they've gone all-in on, on the now, which is fine. Kind of have to these as, days. As long as you don't lose players to, the in, to injuries, I think the Bears, they're going to have all types of confusion at the quarterback position. Well, because Dalton's going to start. Everybody but... in Chicago wants nothing to do with my ginger brother, Andy Dalton. <laughs> the they, want, hearing. they want Justin Fields. Of course. Um, and Andy Dalton's going to start this game, and I, I don't think he's going to play all that well. I, I think this is going to be Matt Nagy's going to keep it close to the vest. He's going to want to keep this game low scoring. I mean, yards per play last year, these both teams, Rams are number one, Bears were number 10. Uh, so I think this is going to be a lower scoring game, which isn't what I think people want on Sunday Night Football. So my play on the first line of the year, I love it. Under 43 and a half. You're laying the points. You're I'm laying the lumber. I'm laying the points, and I think Justin Fields could be in by the second quarter. <laughs> that, that is also very possible. Well, speaking of those Chicago Bears, they're about 7-2 to two to win the NFC North. Can they do it? We'll discuss that next. It's the Nightcap here on Visa.
Welcome back into the Indeed.com studio hiring. Start finding the right people right away. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. That's where we found Dan Leach. <laughs> That's how great they are. They found the, the great talent that is Dan Leach, the, the, squ- the Squatch. At Dan Leach, 971 is where you could find him on Twitter. I'm at one Tim Murray, Knicks up four right now on the Lakers, 25-21 to 21 in the closing seconds of the first quarter as uh, the uh, Lakers bang a three home, so it's 25-24. And, uh, yeah, he's been a nice pickup He there. has been a nice pickup. Uh, for I mean, the Lakers. guy in him for moments. But, listen, I still – the Knicks were my play of the day. You mentioned I got a three and a half, got a three. Yep, three. And I, I just – this Knicks team's got something going. I think this is a big – they've been so good on the road. You brought those numbers up earlier. And I just I love him in the spot tonight with LeBron. First uh, first quarter spread is uh, very much in question. A big possession here. If you laid the points with the Lakers in the first quarter, the under will come home here. It's 25-24. First quarter line was uh, total, I should say, was 53-and-a-half. So a, uh, a big possession, a little fadeaway, and you get the Knicks cover. First quarter, there you 25-24. Go. So there is the end of the first quarter. Knicks up one on the Lakers without LeBron. He is expected to be back tomorrow. And Phoenix, I, I will kick myself all night, Dan, about this Said play. Said earlier. Uh, Phoenix up 13 against the Golden State Warriors, 55 to 32 as Phoenix went off four and a half in that one. Oklahoma City stopped the presses. Oh, they're winning by 12. This team is on the verge of one of the most amazing beats of all time. They needed three wins with 25 games to go to hit their season win yep. total. Dan, they have won with 25 to go. They have won a game. What one. Is it, one in 17 or something like that? One in, I think it's 2020 right now. It's incredible. Yeah. But they're winning uh, right now against the Sacramento. Hey, Ken, Kenridge Kings. Williams, 10 points and a steal. So we will uh, we will keep tabs on that just for my personal pleasure. I, I know uh, we, our, our boss, you know, one of our bosses, John Goulet, just walked out, our program director. I'm sure he would love me talking about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thus ends Thunder Talk for now. Let's get to the NFC North, uh, the division that you know well. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, real quick, we're going to talk to Eric Edholm, who I love, from Yahoo Sports, top of the hour. Uh, does a phenomenal job covering the draft, and, and we'll get his thoughts on, on what teams, you know, enhance themselves uh, a bunch long-term and the short-term. I think long-term, you know, uh, getting Panay Sewell to drop to seven, you could not have asked, in my opinion, for a better selection there, especially, I mean, he looks like a guy that could bite kneecaps, and that's exactly what you need there in Detroit. It, the first three picks are all guys that could bite kneecaps and enjoy them with a, <laughs> you know, a side of barbecue sauce. You know, did you see the, I don't know if you saw the reaction video. Oh, they went nuts. It was one of the, and as I mentioned, as a long-suffering Lions fan, one of the coolest things I've seen in a long time, because the Matt Patricia era was such garbage. and Yeah, but he's smarter than everyone. He's the smartest ever. Yeah. He's like a, he's a rocket scientist. That was another big thing in Detroit. Another rocket scientist. But I'll tell you this: to get Penny Sewell, to have him drop there, to make the not the sexy pick, to make not the you know the the big receiver, the you know the the, the offensive skill player. It was it was like welcoming to be a, a Lions fan and and see what Brad Sherlock Holmes, as I call him, because he's he's uh, you know solving the crime of the Lions' lack of talent. But I, I that was my cheesy joke for this this hour. But I'll tell you this, it's it's nice to see a draft for a team like Detroit that has drafted so poorly, going back to the Millen era and, and before, going back to you know, post-Barry Sanders, 
And I think that was a, a just an all-star home run type pick. Yeah, I can't believe he was there at seven. And you'll get a you know a couple of contributors on the defensive side of the ball right away. I love Amon Ross St. Brown, even though he's a dirty Trojan from USC. <laughs> I, I love him. He's he's the a bad he's a badass. I was at that game. I try not to bring that up. That was uh, that was miserable. I don't want to be. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Uh, greatest greatest college football game I've ever been to. That was incredible. In my man. life. It was the electricity in that stadium, but uh, yes, I was there, not enjoyable. But I'm on Ross St. Brown. I think he comes in. I think he gives I think he gives the Lions uh, contributions right away. Um, but when it comes to this division, they are the long shot. They are 20 to 1, depending on where you look. I think here at Circa, I wrote, wrote down last check at Circa, it was 21 to 1, uh, so a little bit longer. Um, can you just put a line through them? I mean, this is a, this is a rebuild process. Listen, People have uh, definitely never confused me for someone that gets sucked into the Lions. You put a line, uh, blow it up, light it on fire. There's, I mean, there's no chance. The Lions might not win four games this year, but that's fine. It's all about building for the future. And you look at the rest of the division. I mean, obviously, Green Bay with the Rodgers stuff that we got into a little bit. Uh, well, I, I still think he's going to stay there, but you never know. And the Vikings are a team with Zimmer. I think this is the end. Uh, or was the end, obviously, you know, just the underachievement that they've had the last couple of years. And the Bears will see, as you mentioned, the quarterback issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, Andy Dalton's going to be the starter, the Ren Herring. But how long is it going to be? Is it the second quarter? Is it the second game? Is it the second half of the first game that Justin Strawberry Fields gets in there? So we'll see with that. But the, the Lions, they might surprise and win some games they shouldn't. But if they win five games, I'll be happy. Yeah, and the thing about the Bears, everyone brings up, oh, you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Look, Alex Smith ended up getting the Kansas City Chiefs a second-round pick and a defensive starter. Yeah. That's what he was in 2017. And I think I saw it was, you know, Mina Kimes who made this uh, point today on NFL Live, which was, that is so rare to see... Andy Dalton in 2021, as much as I, I love my ginger brother, great flow... <laughs> He ain't Alex Smith from 2017. No, it's, 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 it's apples and oranges. Andy Dalton w- was brought in to be the backup to Dak Prescott. Uh, didn't really play all that well when he came in. Now the line fell apart. He got sacked a whole bunch. But it's just a matter of time before Justin Fields takes over that job there. And I thought you made a really good point about the Bears, too. And, you know, we had uh, Steve Weiss from the NFL Network on last week, and he made this point as well. You know, Matt Nagy right now is coaching for his job. 100%. And if you put Justin Fields in there, it it does give you a little bit more rope. If you go out there with Andy Dalton, well, you didn't show me anything with Justin Fields. Bye-bye. We'll bring in someone else. So I think it's just a matter of time. Is it week one? I don't know. Probably not. But... Justin Fields is starting more games this year than Andy Dalton. So when you look at the odds at four to one at Circa plus three fifty at at Bet Rivers, as we showed right there, the Bears are intriguing because it's that that the the thought of the unknown with the Chicago and there's a playoff team last year. Yep, people forget somehow. That they, yeah, I I know, but they still did make the playoffs somehow, some way. So if Justin Fields is as dynamic as some people believe he can be. This, this team is intriguing. Well, Tim, you made a great point about Matt Nagy. It's kind of like he doesn't have anything to lose because he's got to do something. And you mentioned it's going to be week one. I can tell you that if, if you know from what we're hearing, the Rams-Bears are going to be that opening right. game. If 
it's like 21 to nothing in the first quarter. Justin Fields is coming in that game. Well, and, and all offseason, now you live in the Midwest, and you know I, I'm sure, I'm sure right now, I mean, any NFL city across the country, when you draft a guy, especially, I wouldn't say Justin Fields is polarizing because of his uh, personality. He's polarizing because of his, what we've seen, we've seen so much of him. Yeah. You know, San Francisco fans are intrigued by Trey Lance. They don't really know what they've got. We saw Justin Fields play in two playoffs. I've seen too much of him yeah. as a Michigan fan. <laughs> yeah. Too so much. We, we've seen a lot of him. We know Justin Fields. Right. And especially Chicago Bear fan. How many Ohio State alums live in Chicago? Oh, too many. Yeah, so they're going to be lighting up everybody. Where's Justin Fields? We've right. seen Andy Dalton. We don't want there's gonna be pressure in that town to get Justin Fields on the field. And I think at those odds, they're baking in the fact that Justin Fields is gonna be something special as opposed to look, we kinda know what Andy Dalton is. So well, I, I listen, think that's what it is. That's why the Bears are intriguing. You know, at three fifty at DraftKings, right. four to one at Circa, wherever you may find it. There, there's that intrigue because also we there's the question mark of the Packers. Right? Are they going to have Aaron Rodgers from the jump? Is right. he going to hold out for four games? Is he not going to be there at all? That's where you have to wonder. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, you know, when you look at Andy Dalton, let's let's not totally go to sleep on him. I mean, no, he doesn't. We're, he's we're, not a bum. We're taking a nap, but we're not sleeping yet. The guy went to the playoffs several times. I mean, obviously Cincinnati never could do anything, uh, and that's why Marvin Lewis was there for a million years and, and never won a playoff game. But it's it's one of these things where Andy Dalton has been around, and and Matt Nagy is you know a supposed offensive genius. And you look at what maybe he could be with you know an improved defense from last year. The Bears were better last year than I thought they'd be. You mentioned they were a playoff team, but yeah. still, it still seems unreal to me that they were. But he still could do some things. But you made a great point, and I can relate to this being in Detroit with you know when Johnny Manziel was about to get drafted, people wanted Stafford to be traded for him. Sure, I mean you're, the amount of Bears fans they're going to call Chicago Sports Radio if the Bears get killed in that first game or even in the middle of that first game to say put in Justin Fields is going to be overwhelming. Well, and similar, not to the level of what uh, what we will hear and see in Chicago, Viking fans can't stand Kirk Cousins. No, they can't at all. I, I, I don't totally get it. I mean, he puts up good numbers. I, I know he, he's, he's kind of a... It wasn't that long ago he went to New Orleans and, and did lead them to a win against the Saints as a touchdown right. underdog. I lost but a lot of money on that you, game. You look at this... I, you look at the roster that they have. They trade back with the Jets to get Christian Derisaw, yep. plug-and-play left tackle. They get Wyatt Davis, the guard out of Ohio State, probably will start there. Last year, they spent a second-round pick on Ezra Cleveland. He played well. So you've got a, a, a starting to solidify your offensive line. You drafted Garrett Bradbury a couple years ago. Justin Jefferson's a hit. Uh, you know, Adam Thielen's coming back. Jefferson's special. Um, the questions are, for me, on the defensive side of the ball, at three to one, the Vikings are intriguing. They've got talent. Can you trust in Kirk Cousins? That's the big question. Justin Jefferson sort of put him on blast a little bit today on Colin Cowherd's show, which was interesting to hear. Yeah. Um, but at three to one, the Vikings, man, they got talent. And I just I can't bet on the Packers right now because there's just so much. Oh, there's way too many question marks. And, and like, listen, there's one thing about the Vikings. This is one of those things where we mentioned this before with some NBA teams. There's teams you can't really trust. There is still a team to me. Especially when you look at uh, you know what Cousins has been at his worst, that I, I just cannot trust. But the Rodgers thing is a good point because that that opens up a lot of things. Well, our next guest lives in Chicago, and I can only imagine he's hearing it quite a well. He doesn't even work on Chicago radio, but he does a phenomenal job covering the draft. Eric Edholm from Yahoo Sports joins us top of the hour. Stick around; it's the Nightcap here on Vsin. 